Welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Chris. I'm here with Alex Navarro and Peter Marchiafava. And you're up against the hard cap. Hello and welcome to another edition of the hard cap, everybody. My name's Peter and joining me today are Alex and... Actually, we don't have Chris today, do we, Alex? No, unfortunately, we do not. We're wishing him well wishes and, and a healthy, a quick Very recovery. So. He unfortunately contracted the uh, the COVID. He did really well, especially for the the type of job that he has, where he's constantly interacting with so. people. Um, I mean, I'm the fact amazed. that he just got it now. Yeah, you're right. It's amazing. I'm amazed like, he got he, he lasted this long. So many people every day. Yeah. yeah. So, but so, um, we're missing you, Chris. Get better and uh, so. come back soon. That's right. We're going to need you next week, man. This show's going to be awful without you. But, you know, everybody still listen because it's going to be great. <laughs> we just we want to say that for Chris because we want him to feel better it's, and come back quick. It's actually going to be better. No, no. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I did I did watch the uh, the Madden uh, documentary. It was actually it was really good. Oh, you finally really got touching. it. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't it great? It just was. like the look on his face at the end. It was beautiful. Yeah. I'm, I'm so happy that he was able to experience that. And right, but I had forgotten about the the Madden bus. I completely forgot about that. Seriously? Yeah, I don't know. It was like, like his just, thing. Yeah, it was completely his thing. He was, I knew he was afraid <laughs> of flying, and he had this whole, you know, he drove everywhere. I, I had completely forgotten uh-huh. about that. That was like a big part of his, uh, you know, of who he was and everything. So that, that was pretty cool to Very much know, relive that and just kind of re-experience a, a few other big moments that he had in his career. Oh, most definitely. Uh, the thing I love about that bus, one thing that I never really realized, which just makes the most perfect sense, is that the bus would stop in these small little towns right. across the country. Yeah. And he would just get to know these people. And because they went on the same routes, he would be going to the same towns each year. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's so interesting to think that, like, there are these people who are just, like, expecting John Men to come through their town once a year, you know? That's pretty it's cool. Just, it's, a, it's a beautiful idea. I just, I love that thought that he, like, literally reached out to everybody in the country. There, there was this one funny moment in the documentary where, like, he stopped in the small town and this lady's like, oh, what brings you here? And, like, real quick, so I'm sure he gets that, like, a thousand times. He's like, well, I'm just driving right. through. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not here for anything except yep. to eat and drive through. Maybe you just can. Just here for a good time, not not a long time, all right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was that was a good documentary oh, uh you know unfortunately mm-hmm. we have a, another passing of, of someone who was big when we were kids uh bob saget passed away that's right very soon too soon 65 years old very much so um, very much but... so it, it, and we, a great comedic genius you know like i'm sure most everybody knows it by now but full house was definitely not bob saget 100 no, not <laughs> no but it was great though. Was... when i was in third grade mm-hmm. one of the questions was like what's your favorite tv show and like nearly the entire class put full house so it was it was that big when we were oh, kids yeah. but no it was it was it was great kind of learning different dynamics of him as we got older realizing that hey that wasn't him <laughs> he was acting <laughs> and he's actually like this really outgoing you know you know very you know cool guy raunchy. Be hanging out. yeah raunchy yeah very cool guy to be hanging out with so um, we got to learn more about him as we grew up, and that was that was fantastic. Indeed, yeah, it wasn't just America's Funniest Home Videos or uh, no. or, or Full House. <laughs> the nineties was not sure. him at all. He owned the nineties, but that was not him at all. Let's <laughs> say, you know what he did? He got paid in the nineties. Exactly. That's what he did. <laughs> he made all the money, and then he just allowed himself to be himself afterwards. Exactly. More props. Uh, to that's him. a beautiful thing. But rest in peace, Bob well, Saget. Yes, very much so. Rest in peace. You know, on a, on a 
separate topic here. I am happy that we do have a, a great guest on for our podcast today. Um, we've got a uh, actor, comedian, um, face changer extraordinaire, Patrick Ryan McCumber. Um, will be joining us to speak about some uh, some fantasy football, some you know playoff uh, hopes, and, uh, and just some talk in general here. Alex, uh, you yeah. and I we've we've known Pat for a while, man. Oh man, he's the second time. He's our two, he's a two time guest of ours. He's his first time, our first two first and guests. only. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that's that's still that's still big. That's still big. You can put that in his IMDb or whatever it's called. <laughs> I am BD. Where does it uh, go? I am something. Nope. I don't know. <laughs> just, just swap the last two there, buddy. BD. All right, there we go. There we go. There but we anyway, go. I yeah, am Doug Benson. Don't forget about it. <laughs> it's a big thing on his resume. So, congrats to him. Uh, looking forward to having him on. But anyway, let's let's move on to the to the trivia, Peter. Okay. Oh, trivia. that's so right, Alex. You gave us a uh, a little cliffhanger on our trivia question last week. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Um, since Chris isn't with us. I'm going to do uh, do it a different way. So you get uh, three guesses. Not three guesses, but you get three questions before you guess. Mm-hmm. You guess the answer, right? So the question okay. is, what NBA player mm-hmm. scored the most points in an NBA Finals mm. quarter? In a quarter of the NBA Finals. Okay. And I get NBA three finals. questions? You get three questions, and then you got to make a guess. Okay. Was this player playing for a Western Conference team? No. All right. Did this player play while I was alive? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Was this, did this game occur while I was alive? Yes. Okay. Great, great question so far. Mm-hmm. Got one mm-hmm. more for All right. So we've got Eastern Conference, 80s, 90s, or aughts. Final question. So, Alex, did this man have hair on his head <laughs> when he scored these points? Should I give you a couple more questions so you don't have to ask the ridiculous one? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm t- I'm going with that one. I want to know was he All haired right. or hairless? All right, he had hair. He had hair. He in had his career. Hair. All right. I'll give you this much too. He in his entire career, he had he had hair. He never went he did not okay. go bald. He during never his went bald. All right, during his career. Okay. All right. All right. I'm gonna go with one of the greats of our time. Steph Curry. Steph Curry. That's 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 a good good guess. That's it's not It's Steph a good Curry. guess. It's a it's also a very bad guess, but it's yeah, a good because guess. he played for he plays for the Western Conference team, which you already said. <laughs> it is not a Western Conference team. <laughs> so <laughs> going to need a mulligan there, friend. I uh, I forgot about the first question after I asked the third. <laughs> Let's let's do a reguess here, and then I'll, oh, I'll give the answer. See, this is why we need Chris. This is really why we need Chris. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, so man, so one more I guess. Here, I messed Pete. that up. All right, we're going to recap here. So Eastern Conference. I'll give you. I'll give you another Most points in a quarter. Haired. I'll give you another clue. Oh, go ahead. Another clue. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. It happened in the eighties. Okay. Was it Larry Legend? Not Larry Legend, but good guess. It was Isaiah Thomas. They oh, times. that was literally the guy that was in my head. Yep, no! he did it. He did it on a gimpy ankle. Oh. On a gimpy ankle, he scored twenty-five points in the quarter. It was that game. It was that game. I believe it was the fourth quarter, but don't don't quote me on that. Um, and so, he was hobbling too. That was hobbling. that was such hobbling. an impressive. They probably should have won in '88 too if it wasn't for his gimpy ankle. But um, and and yeah. an atrocious 
horrible call in game seven um against bill lambeer uh on cream but, you know. but yeah <clears throat> but yeah things happen bill lambeer is he always deserves whatever we, we so. the Bulls <laughs> should have won in, in, in 1990 if it wasn't for sky pippen's migraine so that's that's another thing <laughs> so they got the two <laughs> they got the two that they needed <laughs> exactly oh man alex that was a great question dude thank you very much for that i i'm I'm embarrassed. I'm not going to lie. I'm embarrassed. I can't believe that I went with a Western Conference player after I specifically asked you that question. But anyway, let's move on past that. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have some Patrick Ryan talk. All right. And we are back. It's always exciting when we can have somebody on the podcast who actually knows what they're talking about. Wouldn't you agree, Alex? Um, yes, I hope one day we will have that individual. But for this time, <laughs> we have <laughs> Patrick Ryan. Patrick, welcome back to the show. Wow. What, a, what, a, what an introduction by Alex. Uh, from, from one football uh, pundit to another. I, it's I an was, introduction. Sorry, we love you, Only Pat. a friend I, can get. We love you, Pat. I was, I was updating my IMBD as Alex was <laughs> Sorry. I don't know things. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Adorable, so it's all right. It all works out in the end for Alex. Even uh, no matter what names he gets wrong, it always works out in the end. Exactly. For the man. But um, but uh, uh, Pat, we really do want to thank you for joining us today, man. It's uh, it's it's an exciting time of year for football, and that's why we wanted to have you back on. Um, obviously like fantasy football has grown so much in these last few years with gambling being a huge part of it now. Um, so fantasy is, it's spreading deep into the playoffs. You know, everybody's doing their daily fantasy for the playoff games. People have separate fantasy football championships. I don't know if you guys remember, but I used to actually host a playoff fantasy football game. It was great. Just via email and an Excel spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. A lot of work. It was it pretty was crazy. Fun. Fun. Yeah. But, uh, but it's nice that, uh, that the big companies are doing that for us now, but, but Pat, I guess our first question is how do you see the playoffs unfolding fantasy wise? Who do you see being like the big, uh, the big ticket guys this year? You know, that's, that's a really good question because you know, this is the first time we've ever had to deal with COVID-19 protocols. Um, mm-hmm. the, the flexibility of IRs. Um, I mean, just for instance, I think we saw Cyril Grayson, a, a wide receiver for the Buccaneers uh, have a game. Uh, I think it was two two games ago, maybe he scored a touchdown. And for him, it's a game because, you know, he spent most of his career on a practice squad, you know. So I, I think um, it's navigating the waters, watching depth charts, really paying attention to, to um, who's filling roles. You know, the Buccaneers are a prime example, losing Antonio Brown and his escapades. Um, that opens up more targets uh, for, for a third or fourth receiver uh, beyond uh, Godwin, who's I think he's out for the season. Uh, Mike Evans, who's battling a bulky knee. And then mm-hmm. you also have Monk, who is just a red zone machine. So you need someone to catch those every downs, like a Scotty Miller, uh, a Tyler Johnson. So we'll see. Yeah, so Pat, I, I mean, fantasy football, especially in the playoffs, it's, it's a little different because unlike the, the regular season when you have a, a draft in the beginning of the year, this time you're picking players, pool players that everyone can pick. So what's kind of your, your strategy to differentiate your team and make sure that you have the best team uh, lineup on there. Yeah. You know, when you're doing things like, you know, I do things on, um, on DraftKings quite a bit. Um, I enjoy it. I get into smaller pools uh, or smaller entry pools um, to take gambles and flyers. Um, 
the really the, the the big thing you really want to do is play the matchups. You look at the quarterbacks and who they're going against, and really pick mm-hmm. the best quarterback that you think can can manipulate against the opponent's defense uh, in the best possible way. Who has the most weapons to work with? Um, you also, for me, I look for running backs who are also a uh, pass catching threat. Um, so you really want to make sure that you kind of double down on that, but spend your money wisely in the regard of a salary. When you get on to, to DraftKings. don't be afraid to go um, to high end guys and then really kind of pick and choose some smaller end guys. You have so much flexibility with, uh, what is it? Eight teams, I think, that playing this weekend. So, I mean, you have a lot of room to kind of toggle around. Yeah, between, um, <laughs> let, let's say, uh, playing safe with a Tom Brady or going with a uh, Joe Burrow, who's who's playing against the Raiders, and you know he can really throw on them pretty easily. They're, they're a team that really stops you in the red zone. But as far as um, you know, being able to throw on them or run on them, they can you can either do either one. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Joe get his Burrow, yards. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Would, would Joe Burrow be um, a good option over Tom Brady at this point, or would, would you go for the safer bet with Tom Brady? Uh, I mean, I honestly prefer uh, Joe Burrow at this point just simply because of the weapons he has right now. I mean, you've got T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, who's lightning in a bottle. Um, you've got Joe Mixon. you got Samaj P. Ryan, uh, Chris Evans in the, in the running th- running back uh, core. Uh, it, Listen, I mean, Tom Brady's playing against the Eagles. Um, Tom Brady playing against anybody, he can beat right. any defense. He has for he's been playing for forty eight years. So it's <laughs> and he's only forty four. That's that's kind of crazy, isn't it? He has, yeah, he's, he's unique. Been he's unique. Of football, uh, but I, 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 in this situation, I, I favor uh, Joe Burrow um, because I think he had, and I. We'll address it later when we do our picks as to why I favor that, but I, I would take Joe Burrow over Tom Brady this week. All right, well, we, well, we just got a this. message from uh, our buddy Chris. Uh, he's watching us a good show, oh, and he says What's uh, he, saying? he misses us. Um, and I, I have to bring this up now because uh, in our league, uh, you and Chris played in the uh, the finals. Now, uh, we just talked about it last week. Uh, Chris was, was pretty braggy, pretty braggy, mostly against me for just uh, me. Just sucking. a little bit. Just a little the last <laughs> three, four years, but yeah. um, you've been pretty consistent during that time, and uh, you got to the finals this year and uh, did not win. You, you are, you're our fantasy guru. At what happened, and uh, how can you recoup from that loss? You know, uh, honestly, what happened was uh, players didn't show up. Um, uh, it, 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 what I really should have done, and I went against my own. Um, advice to a lot of people is um, a lot of the superstars are going to take a seat, especially when they have a playoff spot locked up. And, and I wasn't paying attention. I'm in across the board. In case you guys don't know, I'm in 12 leagues, uh, two basketball and two hockey. So that's 16 leagues that I manage at once. Plus I helped my mom who she finished second this year. Good for you. Nice. Good for her. (laughs) So how'd you do in your other leagues? Not a single first place. Not one. (laughs) Not we, one. we might have to take away your your fancy guru badge uh, from you and put that on Chris. He actually he was in in uh, the finals for all four leagues that he was in. He was only four though, not um, his life. Like <laughs> Chris, Chris used Chris used my maneuver against me. Yes, Chris he used did the compliment against me, and that's what jinxed me from winning. Is he said to me? Oh, congratulations. You know, you've got this all locked up. And <laughs> and then he then then he finished he finished with the compliment 
and he blocked my number for the rest <laughs> of the night. Oh so boy. Yeah. That is awesome. All right, so, not gonna lie, I gotta tip my hat to Chris on that, that one. That is, that is awesome. That is awesome. That's the, that's the hard Pat Jinx. The, the Pat Jinx, Jinx has I worked invest. several times, especially on me. It's worked several times. Uh you have come back <laughs> well, would, on that either Sunday night or Monday night game with an explosive player or whoever it was. <laughs> and it's it's really quite annoying. So I'm glad he, he blocked it yep. and figured out a way to overcome um, the Pat Jinx. Alex, in fantasy football, we no longer have to use the Pat Jinx against you. It's just no. I look at my schedule. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's an easy Alex victory. Yep, it's an that's easy uh, just writing that W already, right? <laughs> I'll, I'll get my form back. I'll get my form back. I just have to listen to uh, to you when you come onto the show every once in a while and get my my mojo. That's back. right. But um, I hope I, 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 I that we maybe do a a live podcast for part of the draft next year. Oh, that would be fantastic! I, I think I we're talking about doing that this year. For we that just, if we could do that. Yeah, we just weren't able to get that get that going. Yeah. But yeah, my situation fun. wasn't working out too well this year. But Pat, just speaking of your just immense knowledge and and usage of your fantasy football knowledge, how how much preparation goes into each fantasy football season for you? Uh, hours and hours and hours. Um, I take it super serious, even if it's, you know, our league, uh, in case a lot of the listeners don't know, is 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 a free league. You know, we, we've been together doing this mm-hmm. for many years. Um, but I take it super serious, even if I'm not playing against, uh, for, for money. I'm playing against my friends, and it's bragging rights for us. We're oh, never yeah, completely. Malicious. I feel like that's bigger exactly. than money. <laughs> Who oh, cares about 100 bucks? Yeah. Like... <laughs> Whoever wins will brag on everybody in the league for the entire offseason. Like it's just Yes, Chris will. <laughs> yeah, you, you really want those bragging rights more than more than cash. But uh but no no, it, it's 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 great. Um as as far as um you know managing each league, it's difficult because one of the main things that you have to do is pick up free agents. And the free agent pool is different in every single league. Um that's one thing I couldn't do when I was managing um, four leagues. I felt like I was I was doing another job, and I just it was not fun anymore. So how how do you even deal with that? Like that's difficult. It it is, and I'm blessed in the sense that I have always been a night owl. So when those transactions are processing, um, I I am fortunate enough to be able to to be awake to to put in some some uh some waiver wire requests um on top of that i also which you guys maybe do or don't realize um i look at your guys teams and i look who got hurt on your guys team and weaknesses that maybe you guys could be targeting um so sometimes if i don't even need a running back and i see one of you guys might need one i go right in and i put a a big number on somebody and maybe you'll come above it and spend a good portion of your free agent money. But other times I just try to get the guy and maybe use his trade bait, but you guys know me. I almost never trade. Mm-hmm. Well, I find that in our league old. trades are almost impossible. In no, our league. Listen, it just trades it doesn't work. Pets trades are awful. Really Alex? <laughs> Pet trades are beyond what, It's a type awful. of person who will, oh, will here we trade go. you, trade you his kicker for your top wide receiver. <laughs> And he will almost convince you too. Know, right? He's going to get close. This is the top five kicker. It's like you're not going to find that in free agency. And then the very next this, week, he'll drop that that kicker. This <laughs> coming from trade. this coming from Alex, who sends you a three player trade for one player, oh, and they expect you to drop two. Right. Yeah. And then no, he'll no, pick no. up one of those guys too. 
that's that's never me that's never me because i'm never good enough to make trades anymore so i don't know who you're speaking of <laughs> but that's not I, like, I have gotten a few of those from chris i am not gonna lie that, yeah, chris, that that's happens. chris i think you're confusing me with chris uh, impossible all right guys let's let's transition into uh into something else here something that's a little closer to home for us um, recently the Chicago bears have jettisoned both their head coach and their general manager in favor of greener pastures. Um, I am both excited and very depressed about this situation, excited because, you know, it's a brand new situation for the bears, brand new hope, but kind of depressed because it's the same ownership and the same BS. Um, Pat, I, I just got to ask you, man, just going into general football ideas here. What do you think the bears can do with their openings this season or this off season? I mean, go go where they haven't gone before in a sense. Um, bring bring in uh, rival teams candidates uh, or rival teams executives, excuse me, for the GM mm-hmm. position. Hire your GM before you hire your coach, Chicago Bears. That has not worked out for you where you just tell Ryan Pace, John Fox is here, we'll pair you with him. Um, so so hire your GM first. And I've got I've got GMs that I would want the Bears to hire, and I've got coaches I want the Bears to hire. I've got teams across the board I want everyone be hired, but I know who I want. Well, let's talk about that, Pat. Who, who do you have as a uh, GM candidates, GM possibilities this year? I feel like that's always the tougher of the two to, uh, to kind of suss out. Yeah. So GM wise, I mean, there's a few guys, I guess that would be at the the, the, the top of my list. Um, I really like Monty Ossenfort. Uh, I believe he's a pro player personnel director for the Titans. He's very good, but my number one guy is Lewis Riddick. I, I would love that. Pick. Everyone I completely it. love that pick. If he would, I'm not even sure if he wants to be a GM. I'm, he might like what he's doing as far as being an analyst and, and uh, yeah, calling games and whatnot. But um, I would love. It. He's he's a, such a great football mind. He he really is. He's a, he's a very talent talented talent evaluator. Um, he's a guy. Elliot Wolf, uh, another guy, uh, son of Ron Wolf, longtime NFL executive. Uh, he would be very, very good in the role. Um, just somebody who's really up and coming, but I think their focal point should be someone who is the pro player draft scout, like the head of the scouting department, because the mm-hmm. Bears categorically cannot draft. Yeah. yeah, It's definitely been very difficult, especially in the, the higher rounds. You know, rounds one and two, we have not had very good success. You're absolutely right. What do you think of the, the former Houston GM? I think it's uh, Rick Smith. Who was yeah. uh he was kind of let go. Oh no, he wasn't let go. I'm sorry, he he left the Houston Texans because his wife was unfortunately had cancer and and now he's looking to get back into it. And he was the guy that I mean, he made Houston what they were before they fell apart. What do you what do you think about him? He he's he's a really talented guy, too. Uh, I mean, obviously you can highlight the, the guys he's drafted and he didn't really miss. I mean, everyone from a, a Brian Cushing, um, he he signed Arian Foster, who mm-hmm. was a yeah, undrafted guy and look what he turned into uh and, and i mean then you've got I, I think he was he also uh drafted uh deshaun watson uh just a number of guys laramie tunsell swung that trade uh with the dolphins i mean he's a he's a very very smart guy and i think bringing someone in like him when the bears have very little draft capital uh thank you ryan pace yeah um right? for, for real for, he can make he, he can make the most of very little He's a guy that should be at the top of the Bears list as well. And speaking of Miami, um, let's let's jump into coaches real quick here. Um, Miami recently got rid of a, in, in my opinion, a, a very good head football coach. And I'm going to say Brian. Ryan Flores. Brian Flores. Brian, thank you, Alex. Brian. 
we have we have Pat Ryan on the phone with us right now, and then we have Brian Flores, who's the head coach. All right, I'm, I'm with it. Now. A little okay. mix up, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> a little mix. Um, and and obviously Brian Flores comes with his own baggage, uh, but he also comes with a lot of talent and the ability to win with a not great roster. How, how do you feel that he could do with the Bears? And of course, who are your other candidates? Oh man, he's 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 my top choice for the Bears head coach um, for sure. Um, he took the Dolphins to an eight and one run in the end of the season. He worked with Tua Tungavailoa, who's it was a great college quarterback. He's not a terrific. Yeah, I don't think NFL. he's going to be a, a good pro. Right. I mean, he still has he still could make that leap, but it doesn't look like he's going to be a, a, a NFL uh, starting quarterback. Brian Flores comes across as like one of those guys when you hear the term leader of men. I think of that that guy. He just looks like he has a presence when he comes into a room, and I think he's you know he's he's a defensive guy first and foremost. In case the mm-hmm. listeners know, his, his background is a defensive coordinator with uh, uh, Bill Belichick, if I'm not mistaken, right? With with the Bill Belichick tree, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think here's something to really think about with that is that if he gets hired by the Bears, he could bring in an up and coming defensive coordinator like a Gerard Mayo, former linebacker. Yes. With that would be a really good combination to, to, and 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 I say this because it's it's meaningful in Chicago, but the, the sports world needs to have more African American representation in the front office as oh, well absolutely. as in the head coaching. In Chicago, I mean, the, the league is eighty seven percent African American players, and correct. if I'm not mistaken, the last stat I heard was eight percent of management was African American. Yeah, it, it's it's I mean, it's. I, it's a, it's a real shame. I think there just needs to be more diversity. And Brian Flores for sure would be great to bring in because he can speak with the players that are on defense. Uh, again, the the Bears roster, I think at most, I think there are um, seven Caucasian players. Um, so, I mean, you really wanted someone who can relate in a lot of senses to the struggles of, of coming up. Uh, on top of that, having a young voice like a Gerard Mayo in there would be really meaningful too. Uh, but other candidates, man, ooh. Nathaniel Hackett, if we're if we're looking at um, a really good OC, I'm not a big Les Frazier guy. It's it's kind of like I heard, a pandering I mean, pick. I, I think he's a good leader, but he, I, from right here, he's very soft spoken. Uh, so he may not be a, a head coach. I think he might be more of a you know um, assistant coach or offense coordinator, or defense coordinator type of type of mind. But what, what are your thoughts on on Josh McDaniels and uh, John Harbaugh? Um, so I love Josh McDaniels, just not for this team. I think he ends up with the Houston Texans. Um, That's he's got Jack Easterby yeah. Um, That's right. Yeah. Harbaugh, Harbaugh is, Harbaugh is, is ter- a terrific coach. I, I think it would be a disaster hire. Um, it, it, the bears don't need, they're one of the, the pillar foundation, uh, uh, franchises in the NFL. They don't need to do something like that. I think they really need to consider um, like an Eric B enemy. I get it. We don't want to go down the KC route again, but when Andy Reid says this team would not be anywhere near what it would be without Eric B enemy, that's a guy for me. I mean, let's, let's go. He, he, he can work magic. And I think, I still think Justin Fields is going to be a, a amazing quarterback. All these he people really saying, has oh, really good flashes. Yeah. Wait, who's who's saying be- what I've, I have not heard anything negative about Justin Fields. I think, He's shown a well, lot, I've been, lot of good I've been hearing that. Really? He, a lot of ESPN radio listeners will 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 talk poorly about Justin Fields saying, oh, because he comes from the Ohio State. Mm, I have heard that. You know, you can't you can't just say that. that that's like that's like saying, you know, uh 
anybody who uh, wears uh, black pants is uh, a dummy. You know, I, it's a poor analogy. I'm sorry. But uh, <laughs> but regardless, no, he hey, I resemble that remark. <laughs> he's, he's going to be a very, very good quarterback. You have to consider the fact that he was stuck with Matt Nagy and very, very little talent around him. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with you there. I, I'm still, I still have very high hopes for Justin Fields. Um, Pat, did you get a chance to hear the uh, the press conference that the Bears front office put up the other day? Did I ever? Mm-hmm. Did I ever? And kudos to Mark Potash for asking the tough questions. Yes. When he hit George McCaskey with the question, George, what? What makes you think that you are capable of running this team after oh, yeah. <laughs> you know seasons of just disappointment? And and he dodged the question. He dodged the question the first time, and then he he had to get asked again by Mark, who hit him again hard with it. And George's answer was basically, "Well, my mommy thinks I can run exactly. this team, so that's yeah." So he, he said, "He said my board, the board directors, has placed me in that believes that I can fill this role." But it's his family. His family believes exactly, led, led by his mother. <laughs> like that's such. Huh. Such a baby excuse right there. <laughs> that's 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 like that's like Eve looking at Adam and saying, ah, you know what? I'm gonna go on a date with you. He, he was like, oh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> you know, she's like she's she's looking over at the hippopotamus, eh, I could do worse. <laughs> yeah. Come on, George McCaskey. George McCaskey and Ted Phillips are the big problem in that organization. Bunch they of dope. I, I, it's well, just I it's amazing that Phillips. he's he he, he yeah, much, Alex. He, no, no, I here's, do. here's why I don't blame him because anyone is just going to take money for anything that they do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like George McCaskey, he's the leader. He should be. He should know that he's not doing his job right and fire him. But no one's going to be like, yes, I should quit. <laughs> I should leave this position. I mean, he's just taking money. Well, okay, uh, give him props. Well, and that's why, in the end, it always comes down to McCaskey. You know, like the fact that that family has not learned football when they are a football family, just it disgusts me. Like, I just, I do not get how, how that team, like George, he, he was in the, the, the ticket office, you know, he ran the ticket office. He's do, he was doing those things that you should be doing when you're learning how to run the business. And yet for whatever reason, it just, it's not there. Like he just does not have the ability to run it. No, he doesn't put, if you're, if, if you like what Bill, Bill Polian does and he wants more of a role in the organization, make like the de facto team president, fire Ted Phillips, mm-hmm. put, have him be a bathroom attendant for the soldier field. I mean, just <laughs> guys, guys, dummy. So true, man. So true. Well, I don't think we can end on that kind of a disappointing note here. So Alex, let's, let's, let's talk to you a little bit here, man. I don't think we've gotten your, your, uh, your thoughts here. Who do you think is going to be the head coach and GM for the bears? Um, So I'm hoping it's um anyone who's do the job. <laughs> No, listen. I, I, I would love. I would love. Peyton I'll take a, a good guy. Yeah. somebody who's good at the job. Um, I, I would love. Um, I would love Peyton Manning. Um, I've been hearing a lot of good things about what we saying. Oh, what's his name? Elliot w- uh, Woods or Wolf? Excuse me. I mean, yeah. he started out with Packers. He's he. You know, he's now an exec for uh, the Patriots. So you know, he has um, some good experience there. So you know, a plethora of good coordinators that you can bring along with him as well. So um, wouldn't mind having him uh, be a GM as well. Um, as far as coaches, I wouldn't mind uh, Brian Flores. I, I think he's he did a great job. I, I'm surprised he got fired, from Miami. I'm I'm really surprised. Like he he was one of the more shocking fires that I've uh, that I saw. Um, George Judge, yeah. I'm surprised he lasted as long as he did. 
I don't know why they didn't fire him the, 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 even Ugh. on Sunday night. <laughs> Just it's get it's him kind out of amazing there. that they that it wasn't like official that he was getting fired. After exactly. The season either. They had to they were think thinking about, about it. it. Yeah, they were thinking about it. Um, but no, I, I, um, I, those would be my, my two, um, two picks for GM coach. Uh, and did you guys see the news? Uh, it broke like at four thirty. David Cully, Texans head coach, was also fired today. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah. I've been hearing some interesting things about that organization, though. Um, how their their GM is very hands on. Like he actually would put um yeah. a headset on and and listen to the game and give input on strategies of the game during the game. Um, so that's why that, that's pretty much why they hired him because they uh you know most head coaches they you know they want to be the guys making the decision. Uh, they don't want somebody yeah. who's that hands-on as far as GM. So it's going to be difficult for them to to hire a decent coach with that type of mentality. So we'll see. But, um, yeah, I mean, they still own $17 million. I mean, they must have somebody in mind that they're, they're ready to sign and, and bring in if mm-hmm. they're willing to pay him $17 million to go away. Can I, can I, can I tell you? I, I, I do have a question for you both. Um, um, I do think they throw the, the truck at the sexiest hire out there possibly you know i think they they highly will look at an eric the enemy kind of guy but let me ask you guys this this is you know i want to turn the tables on you guys of the open coaching head coaching positions in the nfl what do you think it has the most upside and what organization do you think has the most downside of the i think there's five open positions the uh, the giants the jaguars the bears the texans the raiders I think those. I think that's it, right? Yeah, I'm surprised with the Raiders. I mean, they're still playing now. I, I I really hope that they do give their head coach a chance. I know it's technically considered an, an open vacancy spot, and um, he's not guaranteed a spot. But I really do hope that they um they give him an opportunity because um you know that team was was on on the wrong side when they let John Gruden go, and he really turned that organization around to make into squeak into the playoffs, make into the playoffs. So still. Peter? Yeah, for me, I I do think that the Raiders definitely have the highest upside. They've got the best team right now of those teams with vacancies. Um, but I do think that the just their namesake, the, the the fact that if you if you lead Chicago to a championship, you will be a god in this city. Like it's it, you will have taken over the town. So I, I do like the fact that Chicago has that kind of thing. As far as least valuable, I, I would definitely go with Jacksonville. I just I. You know, they're, they're not even the best football team in their own town for crying out loud. You know, it's 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 rough when you're getting consistently beat by the collegiate team in town. So I would definitely have to say Jacksonville. Yeah, I would say yeah. Houston would probably be the worst spot uh, to land in right now. Um, and I would say probably the Giants might be the best uh, opportunity right now just because of the uh, draft capital that they have. They don't have that that franchise QB. They do have a great running back. Um and they do have, you know, a decent other players to, to build around. But I would say that would probably be the best um, best spot to land on. The reason I'm not saying uh, Chicago is because of ownership and um, the, the fact that, you know, we don't have a good history of bringing in a good GM, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, have as a boss. And uh, I don't hate Jacksonville, Pete. Uh, Jacksonville, I mean, I feel like they do have a franchise QB. Um, and, and, who, and they put a there? beat down on the Colts. Yeah, and who, who's their who's their um wide receiver? Didn't they draft a decent wide receiver to go along with him as well? Or no, they just... drafted running back Travis Etienne. Um, they drafted Etienne to, to to put in place there, and they and they've got DJ Chark uh, from from previous regime. It's 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 an interesting squad. I think they have the propensity to to grow. I I don't see them being a playoff team for 
at least three seasons. Um, but that's but that's what I said about Cincinnati too, and they turned it around real quick. So if you have that franchise QB, you can you can turn things around pretty quick. If, well, and that's kind of what it is. It just really depends on what, like, just how Trevor Lawrence can grow in the job. Yeah, I, I, I heard a. I, I've heard a possibility of Baker or Mayfield going to the New York Giants in a trade. Ooh, that'd be terrible. I don't see. I don't see Baker Mayfield as being a franchise QB either. I, I think he's. He's. Would you take backup. him or would you take Jones? I, dude, they or have Kenny so Pitt much. Pitt. They have so much draft capital. I mean, I think we um they have probably our one of our picks <laughs> as well. So, so I, I yeah, I I really think that's um. They can they can definitely draft a, a good QB not this upcoming year because there's not uh, uh supposedly there's anchored uh, QBs coming up in this draft but uh, in the near future. Yeah. Copy. All right, guys. Well, let's hop into uh, some predictions for this uh, for these NFL playoffs here. Um, I do have Chris's predictions on my phone, so I will be bringing his up in addition to our own. Um, but uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and get started here. Uh, Pat, why don't you let us know what's uh, what you think is going to happen this weekend in the wild card round? Yeah, um, as I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring up the matches really quickly because um, I want to make sure that I don't speak uh, <laughs> and get them wrong. But um, sure. uh, so what I what I have uh, picked is I'm going Bengals over Raiders, um, and when I say these picks, I'm I'm saying them with no spread, nothing like that. Right. Uh, over Raiders, uh, I'm taking Patriots over Bills. I'm taking the Cowboys over the 49ers, Chiefs over Steelers. And then uh, Cardinals over Rams, believe it or not. Uh, and then I'm, I'm hitting you guys with a shocker. I'm taking the Eagles upset in the Bucks big time. You're big, kidding the me. Biggest upset. Wow. Game. No way. No Eagles way. Eagles over Bucks. I'm taking. In the wild card, yep. you think Tom Brady's going to lose in the wild card? Crazy. I'm also surprised I, about. I need you to speak. Uh, uh, speak about the uh, the Patriots over the Bills uh, a little bit too. What, what, what's your mindset on that? We have seen uh, greatness from Josh Allen, and we have seen normalcy from Josh Allen and <laughs> we have seen almost nothing but greatness from, from um, uh, what the, the, what's on, the Mac Jones? name? Mac, Mac Jones. Mac, we've seen almost nothing but greatness from him. If he's a rookie QB who's coming into a storied franchise, I, I think they have uh, more weapons because if you think about it, the bills, they have Stefan Diggs. Okay. They have an every so often available Cole Beasley when he's not COVID positive. You've got a muddied butt backfield with with Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, who together can't seem to really put up good season. So I don't think there's a whole lot of upside there. When you have Hunter Henry, um, you've got Jonu Smith, um, you've got uh, Keneal Harry, you've you've got um, a, a number of, of of guys. So I think. Um, I think I take the Patriots over the Bills, um, and not necessarily handedly, but I think it it's going to be like one of those twenty four seventeens. I get that the Bills have a good defense. So last time we played them, we only had one hundred forty five yards, two interceptions, one sack, and no no touchdowns. So it's going to be I think it's going to be a tough one. I'm going to pick the Bills uh, for that one. Um, I'm I'm kind of a homer throughout. Um, I mean, I got the Bengals winning against the Raiders. I got the Chiefs winning winning against the Steelers. Like you, Pat. Actually, I'm I'm on board with you. I do have uh, the Cardinals being the Rams. I feel like every time the Rams play a good matchup, they tend to lose. I don't know what's going on. Peter called that in the beginning of the of the season, even before anyone started to play. He's like, "This is the type of team that when they play good matchups, they're gonna they're gonna lose." And they did that uh, multiple times this year. So, 
Um, I'm gonna roll the that dice. That is the Matt that. Stafford Colary right there, guys. I guess Matt so. Stafford brings losing with him. I guess so. Yes. Um, but then I do have the Cowboys being the 49ers. Um I, I just don't trust Garoppolo uh, much, even though he he has brought his team to the, the Super Bowl, but I just don't trust them well. And I mean Tom mm-hmm. Brady, come on, man. This is his time to shine. If he's gonna lose, it's not gonna be in the wild card. Uh Tom Brady will will be the Eagles. Let me ask you a question, Alex. What team is my my team? What what team am I most passionate about? You know, actually, can we talk about them real quick before we get Peter's predictions? But what what's your thoughts on on Falcons? What's going on with uh, Matt Ryan? It seems like they're going to be forced to uh, uh, have him as a starting quarterback for another year. Like I was saying, there's there's not much QB talent coming out in this draft. So uh, so what's going on with him in that situation? Well, I, I hope the tea leaves aren't true again because I've heard we our our offensive coordinator is Dave Ragone of a, the former Bears, um, and this guy. Needs <laughs> You're welcome. To be Wait a minute, Ragone. that's like the former like fourth string quarterback of the Bears, right? Correct. This oh, guy boy. is bona fide scrub. He cannot coach. He is just uh, awful, and he is trying to talk the Falcons organization into uh, bringing Mitch Trubisky in to to be like the next Josh Rosen back up to Matt and then take over. No. What I want to have happen, I don't care. Let's move on from Matt. Whatever we have to do to free up space. Mm-hmm. I would like us to draft Sam Howell out of North Carolina. I love his game. He's a gamer. He throws up the ball. He reminds me of a young Drew Brees. Gimme him. Wow, that's saying oh, so he's not mobile at all. Listen, he's one of those guys that will throw the rock. Yeah. A good arm. Gotcha. That's what we need. We need that. We need. We need a very good running back. And listen, if we can keep Scordero, uh, he wants to retire here. If the Bears' loss is our gain. I'll be happy to have him because that other clown, Mike Davis, didn't do anything for us. And no, he, he did not. He'll be cut. <laughs> All right, Pete. What, what are your predictions here? Yeah. Well, so I, I also have the Bengals coming out of there. Coming out of that game, I got. I have the Bills winning. I've got the Kansas City Chiefs also coming out of the West. So. As far as the West goes, you know, just like you guys, home teams for the most part. Um, on the East, I've got a couple different upsets here. As I'm sure Alex easily predicted, that I do have the Cardinals upsetting the Rams. Um, they beat them already once this year. I have no doubt they can do it again. I have the 49ers upsetting the Cowboys. You know, that's that one's just more of a gut feeling more than anything else. Um, obviously, the Cowboys have been playing great going into the postseason. There's absolutely no reason for them for me to think they don't, other than the fact that Somebody always loses. And then uh, finally, the I do have does. the Bucks going over the Eagles, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the amazing thing about Tom Brady, at 44 years old, he still led the NFL in passing attempts, passing yards, and touchdowns. That's crazy. Uh, he is, he, he's and, indestructible. And surprisingly, surprisingly um, he, he's, he's not most people's first pick for MVP. That's, that's still Aaron Rodgers, surprisingly. Weird. But, mm-hmm. but Pat, I think I kind of interrupted you. Were you going to get into something with the, the Patriots-Falcons uh, Super Bowl when you, when you were discussing... Tampa Bay losing to the Eagles. What, what was going to be your oh, no, I your lead in? No, I, I was I wasn't uh, I wasn't going to touch on that. And and thank you for bringing that up. Uh, when, when was the last time the Chicago Bears were in the Super Bowl? No, no. I, you you just mentioned uh, you know my my home team with Falcons uh, after we've talked about the Eagles beating the Tampa Bay. So I was just what, what was you what was your reasoning for that? Well, I detest the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers, we in our conference, we refer to them as the Suckaneers. They suck. They are not good. Uh, they are uh, they are kind of like the cool kids in high school who are like, oh, yeah, bro, I'm a linebacker on the football team. I'm so cool. Look at all these girls. They all want to hang out with me and listen to Dave Matthews band. 
Nobody cares, pal. Nobody cares. All right. Here's what we care about. We care about good wow. movies, good food, and good times. We don't care about that <laughs> other stuff. Not you're right. Gotcha. We so are not the, the anybody current, to crash into us. Gotcha. The current mm. Super Bowl champs are are not cool, and no one cares. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> uh, cool, do, do, stupid do, dummies with dumb faces. That's right. Alex, you care about you care about the Buccaneers. You care about Tom Brady eating a, a slice of a strawberry every day. I despise Tom Brady, but that's not the point <laughs> I'm trying to make here. <laughs> uh, secret Bucks fan. Ooh, no, I mean you, you, gotta, you gotta respect the team. I mean he's 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 still a winner. Um, and especially when it comes to this time of the year, somehow he always unknowingly finds a way. Um, so I'm I'm definitely <laughs> not um not picking him to lose in the wild card. But let's move on to the uh, division round. Well, actually, Alex, let's uh let, let me get Chris's picks in here before we oh, finish. Sure. So Chris had the uh, Chris also had the Bengals. He had the Bills and he had the Chiefs. In the East, he had the Cowboys, the Rams, and the Bucks. I believe that is chalk on top of chalk right there. Uh, typical page. <laughs> All right. Alex, or, I'm sorry, Pat, you're our guest. Let's start with you here. Who do you have uh, coming out of your round two? Okay. So I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm bringing it up. So I, I make sure I make the right assessment here. So I have the Eagles beating the Bucks. Uh, mm-hmm. I have the Packers beating the Eagles. I picked the Cowboys over 49ers. Uh, and the the Cardinals over the Rams. I'm taking the Cowboys over the Cardinals. Mm, um, okay. Uh, on the other side of things, I believe I had Chiefs over Steelers. So I'm again taking the Chiefs over the Titans. And um, I picked the Patriots over the Bills and the Raiders, or excuse me, the Bengals over the Raiders. I'm spicing this one up. I'm taking the Bengals over the Patriots. I love it. That's where I'm at with uh, round two. Nice, nice. Uh, a, a bit of history here. So uh, Pat was dominating our league until putting, but actually, no. Even even past Derrick Henry, after he got injured, you still found a lot of great pieces in free agency. But that that was pretty much uh, what did you win at the end. It really did, and you just have to be smart about it. Unfortunately, you got hurt, and you know, it, you know, life is bigger than the the fantasy football. But man, it would have been nice to beat Chris in the finals. Yeah, well, yeah, I will get. Yeah, unfortunately, the Titans aren't aren't one of those teams where they have a, a backup ready to go, and you know if Derek Henry uh, fouled, then you, you knew to pick up that individual and he would get mm-hmm. similar numbers. So that, that they're they're not that team, unfortunately. But if Derek Henry plays, I would pick uh, the Bengals. Um, I mean the Titans over the Bengals. But um, if it's murky and he he doesn't play, I, I, I just to make it a safe bet for this uh, for this situation. I pick the Bengals over the Titans. And then I'm going to pick the Chiefs over the Bills. I would have the Cardinals losing to the Packers and then uh, Tampa Bay beating the Cowboys. So, yeah, currently right now uh, in the conference uh, championships, um, I have the Bengals and the Chiefs and uh, Packers and Tampa Bay. Alex, I think I'm pretty much going to be right there with you. Um, I also have the Bengals defeating the Titans. In the second round, um, I, I think Joe Burrow's really just proved himself this year. He is—he's kind of gone through it all and come out just shining at the end. Oh, um, no, so I, I've I, got high pre- I think what, we have to up? give the Titans a lot of credit for losing their their best player and still getting the first seed. But you know, I, I just think when playoff football comes around, it, it's going to be whoever has a better quarterback. Do not disagree with you. Um, and on that point, I also do have the Chiefs coming out of there. Uh, 
and defeating the Bills. Um, on the other side, I've got the Packers and the 49ers and then the Bucks and the Cardinals. I do have the Packers defeating the 49ers and I've got the Bucks defeating the Cardinals. So right now, I think we, yeah, with the exception of Pat choosing the Cowboys, we have the same Final Fours right now. And I think that's that's a rematch too, the Packers and Tampa Bay. That was the um, conference championship game last year as well. So that's going to be fun to, to rewatch that. Um, I think this time around, uh, the Packers will win. Um, we're going to learn from their mistakes from last year. And uh, and Aaron Rodgers is going to take the Packers to the Super Bowl. Um, and as far as um, uh, the AFC, I think, uh, again, the Chiefs are going to pull out of that and um, be in the Super Bowl again. I got right. to say this, Peter, before before uh, we, we move forward. What I'm up? making a very bold prediction. Very bold prediction. If the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, right? It's not mm-hmm. a big. It's not a big if. It's uh, it's a very yeah. distinct possibility. I think Andy Reid retires and Eric Bieniemy gets a head coaching gig with the Chiefs. Oh wow! Ooh. Wow, that that's that's huge. a bold prediction. I think Andy Reid is is just loving the position that he's in right now, especially being able to uh, go hand in hand with uh, Patrick Mahomes, one of the you know, best quarterbacks he's ever coached for sure. One of the best True, quarterbacks but- ever. So I doubt he would want to just walk away um at, at this point but alex less football does mean more barbecue <laughs> all right guys so for the second round i i was going to read off chris's picks but chris did not reseed for the second round so he has the packers beating the bucks and the rams beating the cowboys which i don't believe will be possible so we're just going to go ahead and skip over him for now <laughs> you goo <laughs> sorry chris well look next time Next time, give us the right information. All right, bud. <laughs> Love you, yeah. buddy. Lord. <laughs> Get better quick. Yeah, <laughs> um, all right, guys. Let's go to go ahead and go into the uh, the championship round here. Uh, Pat, let's start with you. You've got Packers and Cowboys in the NFC, and you've got Chiefs and Bengals in the AFC. Who do you have being in the Super Bowl? Uh, spoiler alert. Alex put it up there. I, I've got Packers, Chiefs, Super Bowl. And who do you have winning it all, Pat? Listen, when you have a Patrick leading a team, mm. you sometimes just have to go with the, the strength there. <laughs> and I'm going with my prediction that the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Andy Reid retires. Eric Bieniemy becomes head coach. Wow. Putting it. it out there. Putting it out there. That is yep. really good. Peter, what's, right. uh, what are your picks? So I in the in the AFC I've got the Bengals versus the Chiefs and the AF and the NFC I've got the Packers versus the Bucks. And I am going to be picking a rematch, a Chiefs Bucks Super Bowl. Hmm. That'd be oh, fun. That's and fun. like Pat, I'm going to go with the Chiefs winning yes. it all. I really, I, I think this is Pat Mahomes' year. You know, KC won nine out of their last ten games. They averaged 33 points per game starting in the month of December. I mean, they, regardless of what happened to them at the beginning of the season with all the new pieces they had, they have built a team again. And it's, it's just, it's a, it's a testament to what Andy Reid could do as a head coach. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to say the Chiefs are the championship team. Yeah, I mean, they got, they got walloped by the Cincinnati Bengals, but I think that's more of an asterisk game. I mean. Um, you get one yeah. of those uh, a year, but you no, know, he's actually going in with a good offensive line, <laughs> unlike last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's going to be able to stand right. up right. It's going to be fun to watch him play. Um, I, I do have um, the Chiefs and the Packers uh, in the Super Bowl, and um, I, I'm kind of. I think my initial pick uh, when we started the season was the Chiefs, and I, I would still probably go with them, but I'm going to actually say the Packers only because of this, Ooh. Peter. Only because of this, I want Aaron Rodgers to go away. 
I want him to just <laughs> give him the Super Bowl <laughs> and leave the Packers. I don't want him to, to think he has unfinished business with the Packers mm-hmm. and somehow decide to come back. Just win, leave us alone, and go away. <laughs> That's what I want. But, you know, you really wanted him to be the host of the Jeopardy, didn't you, Alex? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I want him to retire, to be the host of Jeopardy, just leave us alone. No, actually, that, that's that's not true. I, I I do respect him. I do love watching him play. Um, same with Brett Favre. Uh, but, but yeah, just uh, just go play in another division um, and hopefully another conference as well. <laughs> maybe maybe the Denver Broncos. Go play over there. Just go somewhere else. What if, what if, like, what if they traded with Oakland and they got David Carr back in return? David, is he coming out of I'm retirement? I'm not afraid or of Derek Carr. <laughs> yeah. or, uh, or Derek Carr, excuse me. I'm not afraid of Derek Carr. Yeah. Peter, Peter, you actually bring up a funny point. Or I don't remember which one of you guys just said it, but, boy, Aaron Rodgers and the Broncos, they got some weapons there. Woo. Yeah, they got some, some young wide receivers over there, so that'd be, that'd be fun to watch. I don't know if any of them are. Who, who's their wide receiver, Pete? <laughs> that's Jerry, a good question, Alex. Jerry Judy. <laughs> oh, that's Patrick. right. There you go. There uh, you go. got KJ Hamler. Oh man, Deontay Spencer. You got you got some guy. I'm sorry, I'm a walking depth chart here. No, <laughs> you have look got who's... it all. Oh man, I mean, you, you just have to you just have to look and see who's who's going to make that trade. Who is possibly going to do it? Look and see who will possibly make that trade. And I think it's the Denver uh, Broncos. That be, they really, they're, I mean, they're definitely most desperately in need for a quarterback. That's for sure. Um, all right, and then Chris's picks. Before we're done here, Chris has the Kansas City Chiefs facing the Los Angeles Rams in the Super Bowl. And his Super Bowl champion, to all of our dismay, is the L.A. Rams. Matt Stafford, <laughs> Super Bowl champion, everybody. Each one of us picked them to lose in the wild card, and he has them going over. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the NFL, though. It could honestly happen. Exactly. It's the NFL. Anything it's could happen. 100% that's, possible. That's why I love it. I mean, it's one game, one and done. Um, nothing more exciting than that. I mean, other than, than March Madness, but this has, you know, and that's means, and you're right. That's the bottom line there. There's so much in play that this one game, anybody could take it. It really could be anybody. So I I definitely look forward to a a great playoff starting with this weekend's wild card. Uh, we are going to go ahead and take a quick break now. Uh, Pat, thank you very much for joining us, sir. Uh, please stick around for the end because I think we got some fun questions coming up. All right, buddy. Let's do it. All right. We'll take a break and be right back. All right, and we are back, everybody. Alex, it is time for my favorite segment of this show. That is Alex's trivia. But before we begin your segment, I, I do have to say that we've got a guest with us today. And, and not just Patrick Ryan McCumber, our buddy Pat, because he is a fantastic guest. But we had a little promise that we made last week. And uh, Alex, do you want to introduce our new guest? Yeah, absolutely. We got actually the uh, the creator of our character symbols of our show, Matt. Mm-hmm. Yes, welcome to the show, Matt. Thanks, and don't give me too much credit for those caricatures. I mean, your heads really were the inspiration <laughs> for those. <laughs> oh boy, were they! You you got the best aspects of our heads, so we we appreciate that. We appreciate that love. <laughs> all right so um with my trivia this yeah go ahead pete i'm sorry alec i do have to interject because with my my, my portrait is especially beautiful I, I just i love how you captured how big my eyes can actually get 
coming out of my head. It's it's a beautiful thing, Matt. Thank you. There are tiny the Easter eggs in all your faces that <laughs> over the years you will find. We'll, we'll, we'll find them all. We'll find them all. I just love the fact that for for ninety percent of Peter's life he's had a beard, and then for that one picture that he sends you, <laughs> <laughs> he's beardless. Throw <laughs> <laughs> uh, so everyone off yeah. how he usually looks. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Oh man. I had to change it up, dude. I had to change it up, especially for the picture. Got to have the best look out there. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. All right. So the first trivia question, who has the most NBA league MVPs with six? So, so just to give you a little feedback, uh, Michael Jordan has five. Uh, LeBron James has four. So he has more than both of those guys. I mean, even knowing that, I'm still tempted to guess Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> understandable, understandable. Oh man, I I really don't know. I'll, I'll go with Muggsy Bogues. Muggsy Bogues. I like I like that Muggsy. <laughs> I like that pick. Beautiful pick, man. Yeah, what do you got? <laughs> I only have one guess. It's the only guess I had even before you said what you said. Uh, I'm going with Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. That's that's a good pick. Definitely What's not yours? a bad choice. I'm going to have to go with the original great, Bill Russell. Bill Russell. Bill Russell. Also a very good pick. So uh, Kobe has, I think, one uh, MVP. He should have more. Um, he was robbed of many uh, MVPs. Uh, Muggsy Bogues, as, as great as he was, 5'3", phenomenal player, unfortunately has zero MVPs. And uh, like- Bill MVPs per height ratio. Oh, he's got to be up there. He's most even likely. at zero. <laughs> I mean, he was definitely MVP of the under six foot league. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Every year, sure. it was him and Spud Webb. They fought it is, out. Yeah, if you don't know who Muggsy Bogues is, look him up. Great player. Uh, and Bill Russell. Bill Russell is actually tied with Michael Jordan with five. Yeah, the leader of league MVPs is six with Kareem Abdul Jabbar. All right, so next question. Uh, only two players have won Rookie of the Year and League MVP in the same year. Pete, you want to go first on this one? So I'm going to say uh, Tim Duncan is the first one. Duncan? I'm going to pull a, a Chris now. I'm going to go with Moses Malone. Moses Malone. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. All right. Pat? Can, can you, I apologize, can you repeat the question just one more time? Because I heard Peter give two answers, and I thought it was to give one. Well, um, yeah, so you, you can just give one if you just want to make uh, one guess. That's fine. Uh, that goes for you too, Matt. But only two players won Rookie of the Year and League MVP oh. in the same year. Who are they? Okay. All right. Um, I'm, I'm going full in on Kobe again. Okay. And uh, my other pick will be Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. That's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Solid choice. All right, Matt. I was also going to say Kobe, but for my other one, I'll say Shaq. Shaq, that's a very good one. But um, but yeah, I, I did want to say that I, this question was more for Chris to annoy the hell out of him. <laughs> and then I'll tell you the reason why. Uh, the answers are Wes Unsold and Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> so, Wes Unsold. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Wes Unsold did it in 1969 and Wilt Chamberlain did it in 1960. So you gotta be wait. So Tim Duncan didn't get it. No, he got no. the championship and rookie of the year, didn't he? No, he came out in because I know he tied. 
98. They didn't get to the finals until 99. So it was the second second year where he won the NBA finals. So he he did play with Michael Jordan one year. All right. So uh next question. Okay, what three players blocked the most shots in an NBA finals series? Do you mean in this on the same team, like in one series? Yeah, so you know the NBA finals, um, you know, let's let's say for the Chicago Bulls in, in ninety eight, they played six games in that series. Let's say Scottie Pippen throughout the whole series, accumulating each, from each game, he had eleven blocks. So she, he would have had eleven blocks for that entire series. Can I ask a question, Alex? Yeah, go ahead. I'll give a clue. <laughs> are are you also trying to hurt Chris with this question? <laughs> no, it was just the previous one. It was just the previous one. <laughs> All right. Just double checking. Okay. <laughs> That's a good question. Not those I can knock Wilt Chamberlain off that. that that's, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and just throw it out there to begin with. I'm going to go with uh, my guy, Akeem the Dream Olajuwon. Yeah, who's your guy? I'm going to go Dikembe Mutombo. Dikembe Mutombo. That's a, that's a great pick, actually. Uh, with the Philadelphia Sixers against the Lakers, great pick. The only one I can think of. Yep. Matt? I'll go with the underdog here with Muggsy Bogues again. <laughs> We talked about him. It could be good old, good old Muggsy. Good old Muggsy. He could no jump one... pretty high. Mm-hmm. Famous for his <laughs> finals appearances as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So um, the top three players uh, with blocks in the NBA final series are Tim Duncan with 32, Patrick Ewing oh, wow. with 30, and Akeem Olajuwon with 27. Yes. Oh. And we got the bonus of Patrick Ewing as well. Yeah. Where's yep. Chris Beautiful. for that? <laughs> oh. oh, oh! It's all right, all right, guys. Now you guys are now witnessing what it feels like to be Chris every week. <laughs> these are like these are going some, up against me. It doesn't work. These are some tough questions, though. I'm bringing up some some old school players here, so I had to go a little bit further back. All right, so um, you're welcome to get some clues on this one. This one's going to be really tough. Uh, I'll give you a few clues if you like. But um, the ne- next question is um, we we had talked about once um. But I thought Glenn Rice had the most points in a quarter for the All-Star game, which was not mm. the case. <laughs> I think I thought he had 25 in a quarter, which was not the case. But the record is actually 19 in one quarter by this player. So the first clue the name rhyme with. <laughs> the first clue is this. The first clue Jugsy is this. Hoags. <laughs> the first clue is this. It's not recent. It actually happened in the 1960s. 1960s okay now again one of these uh i mean all these answers include someone in the top 75 list so i don't think you have that list in front of you but um that's already kind of narrowing things down i'm gonna throw my pick out there just because i have absolutely no idea and it's the only player that has been floating in my mind for since you mentioned it i'll say jerry west Ooh. Very solid choice. That man just rained buckets in the finals. I'm going to go with the guy who was uh, going up against Jerry West a few times. I'm going to give it to Bob Cousy. Cousy. Very good. Bob Cousy. Yeah. Now, now Matt, from that, it's, it's an old old school player, so you're going to have to. Bugsy Bogues Sr. <laughs> yeah, like from that time <laughs> period. I mean, I'll, I'll go with like Chadley Hoopsworth. Chadley mm. Hoopsworth. <laughs> that's that's closer than actually these two guys. Uh it was <laughs> it was Hal Greer uh with the Philadelphia oh, 76ers. Of course it was. Yes. It's so always Hal Greer, one. isn't it? 
that's a tough one i, I you know i i just have to uh i have to bring these guys up so <laughs> or else they'll just be forgotten right they'll be forgotten all right all right and this last question is is for fans um i'm gonna let matt and pat guess uh, but peter we'll wait for your guesses uh next week uh but all right who are the only two league mv well i'm sorry okay who are the only players to win league mvp and sixth man of the year in their careers so not not the same year of course but in their careers they won the league mvp and sixth man of the year and sixth man of the year is a player who comes off the bench and is the, is considered to be the best bench player that season mm-hmm. so well, I will name the only person that I know who's won the sixth man of the year, which is Tony Kukoc. Tony Kukoc, man. I, I love the Croatian sensation. He was great. <laughs> I would have loved if he got an MVP at any point. Yeah. yeah. He, might, he might have gotten a Euro League MVP, but not an NBA MVP. MVP. It's true. true. You didn't specify which continent. <laughs> <laughs> he got you, Alex. He got you. <laughs> That there's there's two two players and uh you you only have to guess one the clue for for you is that it happened in the 2000s then then uh, i will just stay with the guy i thought and i don't know even if it's correct or not i'm gonna go with tony parker tony parker good guess good guess all right and peter we'll hold off for your guesses for next week and uh you guys will hear the answer next week as well Thank you very much, Alex, for that que- or for those questions. I- I'm I'm loving this NBA kick you've been on recently, this whole 75 for 75 thing. So, all right, guys, it's time. The long-awaited. The long-awaited. Very long-awaited. Matt Getz, I mean, we, we, we used different names for you at first. Then we brought you out. Now you're here. How does it feel to be the celebrity you are? It's surreal. You know, it's, it's really changed my life a bit like it's hard just to go to jewel now like I... well it's because of the prices right oh yeah, well, yeah not because of this snow. podcast I mean, yeah. the weather covid it's it's just hard well we thank you very much for joining us today matt and uh and pat we want you to join us as well as far as answering these beautiful questions uh matt take it away sir sure so the first one comes from me from Hinsdale. And it is Pat, Alex, Peter. If you three were to start a pod- podcast, would you call it the Hard Pap? <laughs> Wait, did you did you somehow know that Chris was not going to join us today? <laughs> I found out like a couple hours ago. <laughs> not going to lie, Matt. I have been considering changing the title of our podcast for this episode to the Hard Pap. <laughs> I'm contemplating it. I seriously you're, you're going to have to have to draw something up. Matt, you're gonna have to draw something just for out. one. <laughs> the heart, the hard yeah. map. That that'd be that'd be a good one. Um, the hard app. Ooh, there you go. The hard app. The hard, the hard Pam. <laughs> I think we're I think we're falling away from it now. <laughs> it's it's words or but... or the hard amp with ooh hard amp. There you go. There we go. There we go. Actually, I think that may be the winner right there, the hard amp. Yeah. It's still awful, but it's definitely the winner. It's bad. (laughs) So, so no, maybe we're not use whatever you said. (laughs) Okay. Asked and answered. All right. Next up. Now these are the real questions here. So with the Super Bowl coming up, 
How many players do you think it would take to get COVID to have to move it? Wow. That is, you know, I think, I think really just two. If both starting quarterbacks got COVID, I think they would move it. I, I don't think they would go out there. Maybe even just one. If one starting quarterback was not available, um, maybe they might move it. But, um, but really, I, I'm going to go with two. I will disagree. I think the show would go on regardless because they have so much advertising dollars on the line and people buying in with that. Name, but name, I me, think- name me the Kansas City backup. Uh, Chad Henney. It's not, it's not Chase Daniels anymore? It's Chad Henney? I think it's I think I think it is and I think Kyle Shermer as well. I think Yeah. Don't Kyle, test Pat you, on you, his backup knowledge. You would want <laughs> Thank you. You would want Chad Henning to be the starting the NFL with with all the advertising dollars. How fun the, would it be how fun would it be to watch Chad Henning versus Kyle Trask in the Super Bowl? That would be a blast. <laughs> well, I mean I, I'm I thinking, think I'm I think the Packers. We, so I want Jordan Love, but <laughs> Ooh. Uh, yeah, I, I will say it would take probably about 40 players. 40. So you, 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 you're thinking the show must go on regardless. Because, I mean, 40, that's that's a substantial amount of players in the game. And, Alex, because it, it, it comes down to dollars and cents, the amount of money they pump into Super Bowl Sunday and, like, that everyone has so much money on the line with the commercials and, like, going into car sales and product sales. So I think the show would just go on. See now, I, I'm saying 22. I'm gonna I'm gonna split the baby here. Um, I think that if what? you lose, I know, right? I think that if you lose a, essentially, if you lose like one part of your, like if you lose an offense or you lose a defense, they're they're not gonna let you play, and that's why I'm I'm putting that number at 11 for each team. It's hmm. a good guess. I'm more in the pack camp here, just because you can't have it for forever. Like these people would be getting it pretty close to game day. Two people, that, that'd be impossible. They can't cancel it with two people like three days before the game. Mm-hmm. But if enough of the team had it where the team couldn't show up, then they would have to. Otherwise, I think, Petra, I think they just lose too much money and it would be too hard to move it. Like TV schedules, the amount of like dollars they would lose for other money, it, it would just be a, a headache that they couldn't handle. I, I think they're prepared for it. I think I think the start of the season, they've been prepared for it. So I think they would make it in a, in a such a way where it'd be easy to move. But I do I do see where you guys are coming from. All right, next up. So the four of us, we're all kids from the 80s and 90s. We grew up in the what we consider the golden era of basketball with the, the Jordan and all of that. Patrick Hewing. Patrick Hewing. Hewing. Extra H. So there was a very different style of play back then with the way they played compared to today. Now, I don't watch the game too much these days, but when I do, I just can't get over the fact of how many threes they're shooting. Like every shot, like nine times out of 10, it's a three pointer that is not even really a good shot. But they say it's more efficient. So I'm curious, what do you think is a better approach? And if the best team of today with their rampant three-pointers versus the just more all-around like technical skill and you know versatility of the 90s team who do you think would win yeah we we kind of chatted about this before um so uh, i can't remember the first part of the question but the second part of uh you know 90s team playing uh in today's era um 
know with today's rules it, it would be more difficult no doubt but it's not to say that these guys couldn't shoot they just didn't have the green light to shoot and and it's a completely different game now they have the green light they're they're allowing players to, to take multiple threes uh per game so do i think they could definitely keep up and beat them absolutely um but it, it is more advantageous for a current day team to play in their their current day uh rules and, and era and what was what was the first part of your question there was, there was only one question. Okay. All right. What do you say, Pat? Um, I mean, listen, when we were growing up, there was nothing more exciting than being a Chicago Bulls fan and the energy that came from that. Um, yeah, I mean, there was a good amount of threes that the Bulls would take, but it wasn't like, you know, John Paxson would step on the floor and you knew. Steve Kerr would step on the floor and you knew. I mean, it was going to be up. Even be uh, – uh, um, BJ uh, Armstrong. BJ Armstrong. Armstrong. The unique thing about the Bulls, Craig was, Hodges too. Yeah, Greg Judd Bushler. The, the unique thing about the Bulls is that they're one of the first teams to actually play small ball. I mean, there was a lot of times when we played uh, Dennis Robin at center, so mm-hmm. they were kind of ahead of their era in, in part that respect. So I think I think they they're one of the teams in the '90s that could easily transition um, to um, to this this current day basketball, especially with Tony Kukoc playing power forward. He could shoot threes. Um, so I, I think they could kind of transition. Ahead, Alex, I would go so far as to say that they would thrive in today's basketball. Yeah, the Bulls of the '90s would absolutely tear teams apart right now. Um, the the toughest thing would be getting used to the the new ways that players play defense. But and and this is one thing that I've definitely noticed this year. And Matt, you'll probably enjoy this: is that they are not calling the kinds of fouls this year that they have been in years previous. Um, the NBA is a lot tougher to get a foul in these um this year and i think that's really advantageous for all basketball players and just the way that the game is played it's a lot smoother now it's not as herky-jerky as far as the constant stops are concerned so i, I really if, if you want to try and get back into the nba this year this is this is a good time to do it if you're feeling kind of that little bit of that nostalgia um but yeah no i, I would definitely say that a 90s team would definitely be able to uh wreak havoc nowadays excellent and on this hypothetical question peter that was the correct answer Yes, you didn't, you didn't specify the Chicago Bulls. Uh, you just said Alex, the '90s team. Alex, I Alex. said the best of the '90s team. Who else would that be? Oh my! Domination gosh. Station. All right. <laughs> I said '90s team, and you chose someone other than the Bulls. That's on you. No, I was just talking about. I thought you were talking about in general '90s teams, but yeah, whatever. We'll move that's on. That was, was the on. first part of that question. <laughs> yeah, I missed the first part, so that that's what it was. <laughs> It's opinion. It's okay, Alex. You can have your opinion. <laughs> Especially if it's wrong. It's okay, dude. True. But so this next one, this last question, this does have a, a real correct answer that you can't get right or wrong. And it's a would you rather. <laughs> would you rather in your respective professional sport, I'm thinking maybe basketball for Peter, maybe NFL for Pat, and maybe cricket for Alex. Sweet. Would you rather be Sticky Wicket, the best player on the absolute worst team, or the worst player on the absolute best team? I will happily ride the bench on a championship team. Uh, that is, I, I have no problem with that. I, I know my skill set. I am very aware of my skill sets. <laughs> 
and I know exactly where I fit in on an NBA bench, and that's probably holding the water somewhere in the way back. But if I'm going to be on the bench, yeah, I'll happily be the uh, the human uh, the human victory cigar. Give me that Scalabrini roll any day. I, I guess I guess I, I, I fall into a similar category with Peter. Is that you know if if I'm the best player on the absolute worst team, how good am I? Because my team's not winning. And if I'm the best, I'm clearly not getting them uh, any further along. So uh, I'd rather be the worst player with a decent contract with a sizable cap hit. If they were to have to cut me, uh, I'd rather be the worst player on the best team. There you go. I, I think, I think Peter kind of answered it, but I mean, you, you know who Brian Scalabrini is, it, you know, most people in Chicago know who, who Dickie Simpkins is some odd reason. But if, if you ask that same player, the same person, excuse me, um, and possibly someone who, who wasn't born um, in the 80s and, and got to see the Bulls, they wouldn't know who Mitch Richmond is. You know, they, they wouldn't know who Larry Johnson is. And these, these guys were epic, good players. And actually, Larry Johnson was, was a good player on a good team. Um, yeah. You know, Rich, Mitch Richmond was Sharif Abdur Rahim. Sharif Abdur, they don't know who these people are. And mm-hmm. they've forgotten. So, um, and I think I think for longevity as well. I mean, not to say Steve Kerr was uh, a bad player, but the reason he's gotten so many chances with being an analyst, with being a GM, with now being a head coach, is because he played on a successful winning team. So, um, I think that brings a lot to the table for longevity purposes. Yeah, like Pat was saying, you can get your money now, but you know, going forward. You, you're not going to get many opportunities. So, no, I'm I'm with uh with Peter. Uh, sit in the bench, get those rings, and uh, have my my future set. Alex, I I absolutely love that you brought up Mitch Richmond because he's kind of both, isn't he? He did win that championship as the bench guy on the Lakers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was on the Lakers. Yeah, so he was both. He actually did both roles. That's a very good choice. Yeah, you guys yeah, all I mean, gave pretty serious answers to that. I was thinking one of you would have said best player on the worst team and then just try to get traded <laughs> <laughs> so, the mitch richmond approach all right <laughs> i'm i'm more upset that none of these guys brought up such uh nba magnets like magnates like uh tree rollins god sham god uh, of course arguably one of the best basketball players ever played bimbo coles uh <laughs> he is uh Listen, I get a little emotional when I talk about Bimbo Coles because he's my favorite player to ever play. And um, he's, he's got that bald head like you do. These guys make fun of me every time I talk about him. And <laughs> Bimbo, if you ever, you are my favorite player and always will be. Bimbo, we, got... we would be happy to have you on with Pat so you guys can discuss your love or his love of you and then oh. your eventual love of him, Bimbo, because you're going to love Pat. Oh. You're going to love oh. him. We got we got to treat uh, tweet Bimbo Coles with this information, so hopefully he hears and wants to come on the show. Definitely. Yes. All right, Matt. Is that all you got for us? That is it for this week. Fantastic, and and that's a little hint right there. We uh we are proud to say that we are going to be welcoming Matt pretty much every week to ask us questions on uh on the hard cap. So uh you know get used to his voice because you'll be hearing it more and more. Matt, once again, thank you very much, and Pat. 
thank you very much for joining us. Honestly, your NFL and football expertise is is par none in my opinion. You you just you know so much about the sport. Uh, it, it's always a pleasure having you on. You can speak so well about it. Um, Pat, let us know what's going on with you, man. You got anything to plug? Yeah, uh, and thank you guys for having me on. It's always a pleasure to, to, to talk sports with my friends, and I appreciate the kind words. Um, as far as things to, to kind of share, um, I've, I've still got uh, Candy Corn, which is now airing for free if you have Amazon Prime. Uh, Fox and that. Uh, it's also on Showtime. Um, I, um, I'm, I'm writing a, a sequel to a coloring book called Dinosaur Adventures that you can find. Yeah. <laughs> The, the, the original one is going to be superior to my sequel, so don't bother with mine. But the original one you should go and get on, on Amazon. Dinosaur Adventures um, coloring book. It's great for everybody. I yeah. like it because it makes me feel uh, comfortable and calm. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, other than that, and then go check out um, support, support, um, support movies, um, support actors, support restaurants. Uh, go check out Scream. It comes out at midnight tonight uh just just live safely uh feel good about what you're doing in the world and uh and just be safe so well thank you very much pat and uh and i'm sorry matt i didn't give you a chance there anything you want to plug well i think you all should go watch candy corn on prime <laughs> yep <laughs> love it i've seen it it's fantastic actually it is i was you know i saw it in the theater it was an event i had a blast at that movie so definitely recommend it it's it's a fun show and uh and you get to see our uh our special guest pat he is in that movie and he plays he does a really good job I, i'm not going to spoil anything for you he just does a really good job i do okay i do okay you just yeah. missed his victory dance for those who are listening <laughs> you know Pete, before before we wrap up the show here real quick just because we yeah, have yeah. Uh, some new new folks on um, do you guys have any tips on, on what to watch in, in the upcoming week? You know, something to watch on TV or something to go with to see at the theater? Ooh, good question. I don't have any theater recommendations, but I've been watching The Great on Hulu. It's, mm. it's hilarious and odd at, all at the same time. I recommend it. Any, any big names on that one? Not that I know of. I mean, people who know actors may may know them, but they're all new to me. Gotcha, gotcha. I can definitely second that. I I, I went through that one. That was a great show. Um, for me, I have been uh, I've been getting into a show on HBO Max called Southside, and it is a. It just every time it surprises me with not surprises, but it's it's just amazing how funny it is every single episode. It's kind of like it's always sunny in Philadelphia, set in Inglewood on the South side with these characters that are, that work for a repo company. And it's just how they go about their jobs and business. Honestly, watch the first episode. I promise you guys will get hooked South side HBO max. Check it out. Awesome. Mm. Very good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, aside from, like I said, scream, which is, which is coming out, you know, me, you guys all know me as the horror guy. Um, I have, I have a, I have a very good friend, uh, Michael Bailiff Balif. Um, he is a writer director out of Utah and he has a bunch of stuff um, that's out uh, the witching hour uh, they live inside us um, he's an incredibly talented director and 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 artist and picture painter and everything he does I highly suggest you just watch the opening for the witching hour 
it takes you back and makes you feel like you're watching a horror movie when you were about five, six years old. It, it just that nostalgia. He's a talented guy and I'm hoping we have a chance to work together soon, but, um, but check his, his stuff out. He's, he's a guy that's on the come up and I think he's going to be a huge name in the next five years. So, uh, so support that, but, but uh, I'm looking forward to checking out the great. That sounds up my alley. I'm, I'll definitely watch that. Awesome. What about you, Alex? You know, I, I was looking to get tips from you guys. That's why I was asking the questions because I didn't know what to watch. I, I was looking forward <laughs> to to Bubble Fat, but it's it's been kind of um, well, at least pretty slow to start the first two episodes. So um, not too hyped about it yet. I haven't watched the new episode that came out this Wednesday, but that that's really mine, my big one right now. All right, guys. And on behalf of Alex and our great special guests, Patrick Ryan McCumber and Matt Getz, my name is Peter, and you've been listening to The Hard Cap. Mr. Chris, get better. <laughs>